Welcome to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Harmer, and in this episode, we're looking at how you may need to grow your most important work and life relationships. Now, we've all been there. We've all been in situations where our relationships feel comfortable, but at the same time, we may feel just a little bit stuck, where we feel like we're with others all of the time, but still have experiences of being just a little bit lonely where we're just not sure who to go to when we most need to ask for help. Now, if this is you, if you've ever experienced this, or if you're currently experiencing this in your life-work relationships, then this episode is for you. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Dr. Richard Harmer, and you're about to discover new ways to go from overwhelm to thriving in your business and in your life by following your passions, pursuing your unique life purpose, and stepping fully into your infinite potential. You deserve to live your best life, a life filled with all of the clarity, courage, and commitment you need to be happy and to make a positive impact on the world. So get ready, because this podcast challenges society's expectations for what it means to be successful in life and in business, and invites you to grow beyond outdated assumptions for defining who you are. Welcome to the Positive Change Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast, the podcast that really encourages and invites you to challenge the status quo in order to liberate more potential for yourself and for those you care about the most. This episode is all about relationships, and I want to start just by setting the scene. Do you ever feel like you can't ask for help, even though you're feeling under the pump or overwhelmed, that you feel like you just have to do it alone, that you can't ask for assistance, even can't rely on other people. This is in part how I felt sometimes during last year. Over the Christmas break, we're in, what is it, February now, over the Christmas break, I took myself on a personal retreat for a few days and I really took the time to slow down and to think about my personal vision, where I wanted to go with my life, my relationships, my career, and what were some of the most useful pathways I could take in order to help me pursue and to realize my vision. But even though I'd made significant progress last year, and I've talked about this in a previous podcast, and even though if I was to think about my work and my career and my passions and my relationships and friendship groups, I would rate them all a 10 out of 10. Honestly, it's awesome. I still felt like I was progressing relatively slowly in some of those goals and aspirations I set for myself at the beginning of 2021. Now, there are lots of factors and lots of reasons why my positive change program may not have got the traction I most desired for it last year. For example, there is a lot of programs in the online space right now for a whole range of reasons. Perhaps it was fuzzy messaging. Perhaps I wasn't really clear in what the program was about. I did have lots of other opportunities and obligations to explore and I do recognize that I could have focused more time on really bringing my positive change program to the next level. And towards the end of last year, I did experience a bit of general fatigue and tiredness. These are all symptoms, this sense of overwhelm with the amount of programs in the market and the fuzzy market messaging. All of these are actually symptoms 
of something else. It all came down to not enlisting enough support from others. Now, each time I've accelerated my business in the last 20 odd years that I've been working as a social entrepreneur and a change maker, each time I've accelerated my business, I've done three things consistently well. First of all, I've let go of existing approaches and existing assumptions for how something should be and opened myself up to new possibilities, new experiments and new ways of doing things. Second, I've made whatever I'm pursuing more personal and really aligned it to who I am becoming in order to fit and build greater congruence between what I'm doing, what I'm pursuing and who I'm being. And third, and I would say most importantly, I have increased my reliance upon other people to help me to shine, to help me to break from the status quo. And I've spent more effort supporting others to shine as well. Now, this third point, this third element that I know breaks me free into new potential is the one thing that I didn't dedicate enough time to in the second half of last year. And this is really the key message of what I'm sharing here. You really need to rely on other people to be in mutuality and reciprocity with other people to truly thrive in life, in your career, in your relationships, in your work, personally. And that move towards deeper connections with other people really starts with you changing. The change you want to see in the world, the change you most aspire for yourself and others, begins with you wanting to change. For something to change out there, something needs to change in here. So that feeling of being stuck or trapped, if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, confused or lost, or just a general lack of motivation or feeling tired, then this episode and this focus around relationships might also be for you. Now... The fundamental question to ask yourself when we're thinking about relationships is how might you be getting in the way of other people helping you? This was the fundamental question I asked myself when I went on my personal retreat. How might I be getting in the way of other people helping me? So if you feel like this question has some energy for you, pause this podcast. Get your journal out and take a few notes. Take that time to respond to this question. How might you be getting in the way of other people helping you? Because when I asked this question for myself, there was a fundamental reason for why some of the energy I need in order to truly thrive in my entrepreneurial adventure and be the change maker that supports other people to change and to create that change in the world they most want to see, fundamentally came down to how I understood my relationships. Now, all relationships progress or grow up in three phases. Now, in sharing these three phases with you, they may sound like they're linear. Step one, step two, and step three. But in reality, they're not. They're more like a cycle or a circle. A circle 
a spiraling circle of increasing connection and interdependence, increasing integration and increasing authenticity. The more frequently that we can move through these three stages as we're growing our relationships, the more authentic we'll become in our relationships. Now, those three steps are dependence and its subvariant codependence, independence and interdependence. Now, let's use growing up from childhood to adulthood as an example of this. Now, you can see how many kids, perhaps under the age of 14, are more dependent than anything else. They really do lack some of the autonomy in order to get ahead and get along in their own life. I'm generalizing here, obviously, because some kids grow at different rates. But on the whole, most kids are pretty dependent upon their primary caregivers. But the same would apply when a person starts a new role or a new job. They can often become dependent upon other people in order to gather the information, the resources, the know-how, and the support they need in order to be successful. Similar to how a kid needs the same support and empowerment from primary caregivers in order to thrive. They sometimes lack the initiative to progress things alone. They need others to provide the timely guidance and support in order to be successful. And when you're more reliant upon others than on yourself, you can sometimes give over your power to other people in support of you. But in these instances, as an, an adult, when we're dependent, we can often feel like we're giving over everything that we have in order to support another person in their success or to be available to another person and we're not getting anything else in return. It can feel like a one-way relationship where the person being dependent is giving out a lot without getting much in return. Now, we can sometimes feel this way with co-workers. We can sometimes feel this way with clients, which is typically how I experienced it earlier in my career, where I used to give so much to clients and didn't feel like I was getting a lot in return. But we can also feel this way in projects, giving our all to the project, and it just doesn't give you anything back. The key thing here is how we're in relationship with others. Are we giving out more than we're getting back? If we're giving out and not getting much in return, then we may find ourselves in a dependent relationship with that other person or factor. What tends to happen when we're dependent is we can tend to build a mindset of victim. The woe is me. It never works out for me way of thinking. And if we notice that, this is part of the challenge. Now, as I said, the sub-variant of dependence is a codependence where there is an unhealthy balance between or exchange between need and support between two people, where we in, unintentionally bring out the unhealthy elements of who we are with each other. Like I remember this earlier in my career with a couple of my first managers when I was first starting my career, where my boss at the time was highly dominant and directive and at times quite demanding about my work effort. And as a result, I was more submissive, more in that support role. In staying in those roles, we were bringing out the worst in each other. I really wanted to have more autonomy and couldn't 
do that. And my boss really needed to have more interpersonal effectiveness and wasn't able to cultivate that either. In these instances, we kind of rescued each other from being our best selves. Now, take a moment to think about your relationships you may have with that client or that team member or that project. Do you feel reliant upon others in order to act or to make progress? If you do, that may suggest more dependency in that relationship. Now, of course, some dependency is fine and actually necessary, particularly when we're early in trying to discover a new way of being or a new circumstance or situation. But if you consistently feel diminished by others in those relationships, then there's an opportunity to consider another way of being in relationship. Now, the second type of relationship, the more mature, the second of three in this phase, is independence. Now, let me give you an example again from kids. Oftentimes, teenagers, say 14 and up, are starting, and young adults are starting to learn independent of thoughts, feelings, and actions. They're really wanting to take more initiative or ownership over their own life choices. Now, some of those life choices, I've got teenage boys, some of those life choices may not seem that useful or well thought through to the adult. But what's most important here is helping my boys to learn independence of thought whilst also keeping them safe from a distance. Now, in a workplace, people with more technical skills or know-how or expertise in a role may not need other people's input as much and may be more independent as a result of the type of work they do. If you're an entrepreneur who's feeling somewhat overwhelmed, then it may be worth having a look at, are you being more independent? Are you taking on too much know-how in your role as founder and creator of your entrepreneurial adventure? Those independent people have high levels of agency and high levels of confidence. They take initiative to act, which as you can imagine and have experienced, can be a good thing. But there's a flip side. Sometimes they can be more self-centered and more focused on self-interest. They can sometimes be dismissive of other people wanting to help because they're so reliant. And sometimes they can be judging. They can compare themselves to others and others to the perfect others to them finding those gaps and things that just aren't quite right they can often take but not give back in relationships so take a moment again to think about your important relationships with customers with colleagues with friends and family with the project do you feel isolated from others at times do you feel like others won't understand what you're talking about or even can't understand what you're trying to realize or achieve and just don't know how to deal with what you're dealing with again some independence is incredibly important in helping to flourish and thrive as an entrepreneur and a change maker having a degree of autonomy the ability to develop your own initiative those feelings of autonomy that resourcefulness is so needed in order to overcome setback to remain positive and optimistic and to continue to pursue your vision and your purpose. But oftentimes, 
that can result in too much independence as well. Sometimes when we have too much independence, we can sometimes become a persecutor of others for failing to live up to your own expectations. And as we do that, we continue to separate ourselves from the very people that we might need to support us and to help us to shine. Now, finally, we have interdependence, the healthiest form of a relationship. Now, there's a balance between mutual positive regard, cooperation, mutual interplay of needs and support in ways where as I'm offering support, as I'm asking for what I need, the other person or people involved are also offering that support I need and asking for their own what they need as well. This mutual exchange, a mutuality where we bring out the best in each other and allow each other to be fully alive in that relationship. Bringing out our best and exploring what becomes better. Now, when we're truly in an interdependent relationship, we can experience a sense of caring, that is, we care for the other and they care for us, support, collaboration, deep levels of empathy, affection and love, enrichment through life's challenges, and a sense of celebration and mutual admiration. So again, think about your most important relationships with customers, with colleagues, with friends, and even with that project. Do you feel like you are getting as much back than you're putting in? Do you feel like you're both being enhanced? Do you feel positively in sync, bringing out your authenticity authenticity in those relationships? Authenticity with each other, elevating each other to be their best, activating each other's unlimited and infinite potential? Now, the key element here in an interdependent relationship is reciprocity, that sense of exchange for mutual benefit. So the key to building interdependence is to build greater levels of openness, authenticity, honesty, vulnerability, and courage with other people. Because the thing with interdependent relationships is they reinforce and they elevate our social value. They help us feel even more self-worth. And as I've explored in an earlier podcast, self-worth is that internal sense of being good enough, being worthy enough of love and belonging, and that sense of being necessary in other people's lives. Now, relationships as we moved from dependence to inter- independence to interdependence, are cyclical. As I said, growing is about an evolution and continuous re-exploration of who else we are to each other. And at certain points in time, that who else we might be to each other moves from interdependence back to dependence when we're in new territory, new understandings, new situations that may be unknown. As we learn how to be looked after, so that we can learn to build our own initiative, autonomy, and resourcefulness again. And in turn, continuing to build that independence, that autonomy, to a point where we really want to give it back to others in support of them shining as well. Relationships aren't always clear though. Sometimes we do move between dependence and codependence and independence into interdependence. The key thing to recognize here is to pay attention 
to the overall flavor or tone of all of your relationships. If you take a moment now and think about the whole of your relationships, not any individual one, but all of them, across all of the domains of your life, from family and friends to work colleagues to personal pursuits to sport. Overall, how do you feel about them? Do you feel like sometimes you're giving a lot to them and you're not getting much back? Do you feel like you're getting a lot from your relationships and not giving much back? Or do you feel like there's a mutual exchange of both support and needs being met? That interdependent relationship. The key being bringing out the best in each other. Wherever you might feel you are in those three steps to more more and more mature relationships, ultimately we're pursuing interdependence. This sense of reciprocity and mutuality. A mutual caring and respect unconditional trust love and respect here are three suggestions three suggestions for taking your relationships more into the interdependent domain the first one if you notice yourself being more independent is to ask others around you how can i support you to be all that you can be putting ourselves in service of another's thriving, another's flourishing, is a fundamental practice for supporting us to move from being focused on oneself or ourselves to focusing on others. Conversely, if you find yourself more independent rather than interdependent with some relationships, then you can request that from others that you what you might need in order for you to truly be yourself. Requesting that support and encouragement and that enablement that you might need in order to build your own initiative, your own autonomy and your own resourcefulness. So the the two keys are asking what others might need and requesting what you might need. And the third and fundamentally important element in really building mutuality is mutual inquiry together with the other people that you're in relationship with asking yourselves the question how do we want to be in relationship with each other to bring out our deepest potential together asking those three questions asking what people need to be supported requesting that other people help you and support you in what you need and together inquiring into what else this relationship could also be in order to liberate new potential for each other to really shine to flourish are the fundamental activities for building greater levels of mutuality and interdependence in all of your relationships now one caveat we may not always get back what we need sometimes other people are not able to be in relationship with us in the way we want to be in relationship with them. And this is where the practice of patience comes in. The practice of self-reinforcement that you're okay even if others are unable to meet you in that moment. Recognition that you have infinite self-worth independent of what other people think, feel and do. And on that note... I really encourage you to have some of those deeply authentic and courageous conversations 
that build your relationships to the ones you need them to be in order for you to truly flourish. Because in our world, you being a thriving change maker will make all of the difference. Until next time, stay positive. Hi, and thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe using the button below and make sure you also click the bell icon to get notified every time we release a new episode. If you're looking for the show notes for this episode, we have them in the link underneath, as well as our social media handles and some links to free training and other offers that we drop from time to time to help you go from overwhelmed to thriving in pursuing your best life. So go ahead and check out this episode's show notes if you're interested. And thank you so much for tuning into the Positive Change Podcast.